0: Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Progeny Podcast. Today, my special guest is Maryam Al-Hilli. Maryam Al-Hilli is an Iraqi film producer and event planner based in the UK. Her film work is largely focused on social and community issues. She has also produced children's programs for the community to promote basic Islamic teachings. And she is also the producer of the recent show, The Shia Voice. Mariam has also been a community event planner for over nine years, during which time she set up a business and a community charity to promote stem cell and bone marrow donation to help ethnic minority communities overcome blood cancer. Mariam, thank you for joining us on the Progeny podcast. Thank um, you for having
1: me.
0: It's always a pleasure. Um, you grew up in East London.
1: I did, yep. Very How was f- that? Far away from Olaf <laughs> to begin with. Um, it was different. Very white area, no Muslims around, no brown people. aslan so it was very, very different to now being in Wembley, surrounded by Iraqis, and obviously culturally it's very different. It's more diverse, but East London was wherever I lived. Anyway, was definitely a far, far place from any culture, any religion, everything.
0: Do you remember when you first wore the hijab? Was that easy or was that? It was
1: so hard. Like the only person in school to ever wear hijab. They'd never seen it before. They'd seen my mum wearing hijab when she came to pick me up from school and take me. But they'd never ever had a student. So they were quite, they struggled with it. The We had teachers who'd say, do you want to put your scarf behind your ear so you can hair properly? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I had teachers who said, um, oh, maybe you're deaf because you're wearing that thing on your head. Or they'd say like, oh, I don't know if you can do PE in it because of health and safety. So I'd lots of stuff like that happening, but... Yeah, they got used to it after a while, I'd say. But at the beginning, it was definitely a shock.
0: And so, so did you get bullied for it or?
1: In high school, yes. I think high school is definitely the place where, you know, you struggle with identity and other people struggle with your identity too. But in primary school, it was good. In high school, whatever you can think of, like T-Cloud and... Let's, tea cloth, tea towel, whatever you can think of in terms of names people would call.
0: Physically as well or like did anyone try to pull off the hijab because I know some...
1: Th- that did happen yeah and actually um, once some guys actually pushed me down the stairs but thankfully nothing happened and didn't have any broken bones or anything but yeah, alhamdulillah.
0: And when did you realise there's a there's a Shia community? Because you-
1: so growing up actually my parents always took us to uh, Majalis mm-hmm. in Muharram and stuff but okay. we never really interacted with them like aside from family friends that my parents had. But it was only when I was about 16 that I moved to Hui school. And that's where I met people who are my age, who, you know, shared the same um, religion, cultural background, etc. And it was, it was actually quite refreshing to be around people who understood me finally. I was like, oh my God, there's people like me. <laughs> they do exist. <laughs> but yeah, so.
0: Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah and, and, yeah. and obviously, you spent your final years of education before, at Hui school
1: not my final years because i went to college and i went to university so i went to a no i met
0: sorry i met your final years before your GCSEs. So. before my gcse yeah so yeah year,
1: 10 11 effectively and the whole year, yeah
0: okay and then obviously university afterwards uh, yeah Handling. queen mary again okay. iraqi central but Iraqis. it was
1: good it was good
0: if i'm not mistaken you first started doing some sort of work for the community it was with cyc
1: yeah good old days yeah from when I was about 19 what what
0: was I know obviously a lot of people are going to think what's CYC
1: so it was an online forum because back then things operated a bit differently we had MSN we had CYC we had forums online forums Mm. and it was where everyone in the community would kind of meet up online let's just say there'd be discussions about all sorts of topics from religious topics to social topics anything you can think of that you'd want to ask any questions you had about your faith you could just ask on there it was a safe platform and I was actually an um, an admin on there. First of all, a moderator and then an admin. So that was quite fun. And it was my first time serving the community. And then since then, I think it's been about 17 years where I've just continuously been doing community work, really.
0: What pushes you to continue to do community work rather than do something within your own field, maybe?
1: I think um, because I grew up so far away from the community and then coming into it, I've, I did actually recognize the need for community and the importance of community and the importance of belonging and identity and um, how it's vital for community work to like help build a character and shape someone's character and to have people in the community who can take on that role just means that there'll be younger the younger generation or younger people who have something that's there for them really. so. I want to fill that gap. I want to do community work. I want to be able to provide, like, a platform or a safe place or just do something that, you know, gives back to the community, helps someone.
0: Not a lot of women are doing a lot. Or maybe they are, but I'm saying yeah. maybe we. I don't know about them. So does that push you even more to do? Or do it, th-
1: it does a bit because I do... Like I don't want to be one of those people who cry about oh like you know there's not enough representation, but then not do anything about it. So if I can do something, I'll do it. And yeah, I understand. Like people will be busy with children, with work, and it's it's difficult to put yourself in that position. But if you can, then why not? And I can, so why not?
0: People be busy with children, and yeah. you also became, if I'm not mistaken, a mother at a young age. I did, yeah. How was that? And you know,
1: it was the toughest thing i've ever done but also the best thing i've ever done in my life is become a mother at a young age because my daughter is my best friend and we have a very close relationship very close bond it's been difficult it's not been easy but does she def- know
0: that you're her best friend
1: i don't know you'd have to ask her <laughs> okay. some days i think she'll say yes and some days no it's a teenager bad, but yeah so do you do you
0: do you feel it's important that you that she sees you doing this community work
1: too? 100% because from a young age she's actually been involved in community work with me so when i've had like conferences and events she's been there as a little helper on the side so she's like what well, you know she's woken up to this like community service mm. because obviously i started from 19 and that's also when i became a mom so it's always been in her life and recently when we had um an event she was also one of the helpers there so yeah
0: amazing um yeah, you went into film
1: i did yeah uh,
0: and media and islamic media to be specific and yep. we worked together for some some time um at Ahlbay tv um and a lot of your filming was focused on social um as well as um uh, community issues um and then obviously you done some some work for for children's programs as well that's true yeah yeah um how was that with Ahlbay TV, and what did you learn from from your experience there?
1: So it was um a refreshing experience. It was nothing for, a far far cry from anything I've ever done before, um. But I think I um I'm quite organised, because I've got like a background in event management and stuff, so I think it was fairly easy for me to fit into a producer's role. Um, and like you mentioned, I really felt passionate about doing a lot of community um related issues topics social issues and stuff like that and you'll notice that I've done um, documentary on mental health and a lot of topics on mental health I also started CAB TV as you mentioned um, which I felt was a really important thing to 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 do because there was no programming for children at all and we started doing cartoons animations um, like little mini shows and stuff and we put it together got loads of people in the community involved and it, it was actually really really lovely it was a brilliant project to work on I quite miss it, but yeah, alhamdulillah.
0: What goes into to being a producer to do like a show or?
1: Uh, you need a lot of patience, <laughs> a lot of organisation, a lot of, you need to have a big network. You need to always be able to contact people and bear your, you know, as we say, like, you know, um, be patient with people because people don't always reply. And it can be quite demeaning. Sometimes you're like, oh, no, God, I've sent a message and it's been three days and they have sent a follow up and no one's replied. And you'd probably know as well, like what it's like. So it's not, a, it's not always an easy job being a producer. It's and the having, most difficult job, really especially is. within our community. It really is. And you, and you always have to maintain like um, a good understanding and a good relationship with everyone because you with don't... Akhlaq. Exactly.
0: With not that you don't have to yeah, without, If yeah. you're in an, another job exactly. But I'm saying with with this There's more responsibility definitely,
1: on you Definitely Because at the end of the day You're not only representing yourself But you're representing the organisation That you're or The channel that you're working for So that's really important as well um, Because a
0: lot of people I, I asked you this question Because a lot of people don't know about um, What goes into making these shows exactly. And again yeah. I, I love criticism Yeah Yeah yeah. criticism that's good obviously but um sometimes you'll get people saying oh why, why are you doing this and they don't know how hard it is to produce maybe a five minute video let alone a 45 exactly. minute documentary exactly. you know, they'll watch a documentary for 45 minutes in the month of ramadan inshallah uh, i don't know if you've produced any documentaries this year but i know previously you have and they don't know that you've been working that it will only take them 45 minutes to watch exactly. but you've been working on it for six months
1: exactly precisely yeah precisely and it's um, it's not just the contacting people. Obviously, you're scripting behind the scenes. You're trying to organize um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> organize locations for your filming. Um, different people. Make sure that you've covered all the t- different topics. That you've got a balanced argument. Because if your argument is not balanced, then it can cause trouble with Ofcom, etc. So so much to consider and so much to organize. And Alejoltek, you know, you've got six months, but people don't see that six months of like tireless work and trying to get everything in order and make sure the sequencing is right and then when it gets edited, it's edited the way you wanted it, and it's the way you envisioned and then you've got the right background music and it doesn't have yeah. it's not too haram or, you know, l- the, l- yeah, 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 there's yeah. so
0: much to, it's like preparing a lecture. When it is, when someone yeah. sits on the Mambarrow, they'll only see fifteen minutes of them speaking, but exactly. they don't know how many hours this person's put in to g- prepare that lecture. Exactly. And I think with, 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 with film it's more. It's even it's even harder than 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 than, than lecturing because and I've had, alhamdulillah, I think, similar experience to yours uh, since 2010, I think, uh, early 2011. Till today, I've been working in Islamic media and it doesn't get easier. It doesn't. gets, it gets yeah. harder. Um, and and pe-
1: people don't realise you've done like four or five hours of filming and you're really trying to like actually squeeze, squeeze it into 45 minutes. And that yeah. is a tough job.
0: Sometimes even longer. Exactly. I remember... Um, some of the documentaries I worked with uh, Amir, maybe we've we've got hours. If, yeah, I wouldn't hours. say hundreds, but I would say close to a hundred hours of filming.
1: Yeah,
0: with obviously the cutaways and all the other other stuff, and then you have to put exactly, it into and, it's,
1: and it's just about which parts do you get rid of and which one? Because you, sometimes you like all of them, and you're yeah. like, I want to keep them all in. But you really I end don't. up
0: I end up doing different drafts. I do a draft one, and it's yeah. like usually three hours, yeah. and then draft two, is two hours, and then until exactly. I get the the loop, but the the best part of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of, exactly. of, of, of um, you've done talking you mentioned topics different topics that you've worked you've done a lot on mental health I have you've done yeah. even recently shows uh, on mental health
1: yeah I've just recently done a show with Sister Anissa yeah
0: why mental health you know I feel you've, you so that's something that you're passionate about
1: yeah so it's not something I've actually ever spoken about publicly but um, I have always suffered from depression um, and it started from when I was a teenager actually I think it mainly had something to do with the fact that um, I had a bit of an identity crisis. Um, didn't know who I was. Didn't know how to like speak about like all the issues I was going through. Um, you would understand as well that we come from a generation that we're almost like a filler generation, really, because we've got our children who have grown up here, and they, you know they're surrounded by our Western culture, and our families who came from abroad, mm-hmm. from Iraq, came from Iran, came from wherever. And We kind of filled in the gap between these two generations. our generation is really hard because we're trying to find our feet we're trying to like you know figure out what our faith is and what our identity is we're a filling in the middle (laughs) literally literally (laughs) literally. um so i think a lot of people did struggle and and my way was always like self-harm and like unfortunately um suicidal thoughts and actually even like you know overdosing and stuff like that and that um actually moved on to my adult life and that became my coping mechanism don't really like talking about it but yeah and it's taken a very long time to get to where I am where um I have to always speak to myself and I always have to be like very conscious and very aware of everything I do and everything that I say and I make sure I'm in check with myself because no matter how you manage your depression depression is an ongoing thing it's not something that goes away you don't just become better and you you know you're okay now no it's always it's always there it's always lingering but it's about how you manage it and everyone's got a different way of managing some people obviously manage it with pills some people manage it with therapy but you know alhamdulillah for what it is but that's why for me I've always felt passionate about doing mental health topics because even now just before you know you asked me like C- can we talk about this and I was like, oh I, I don't know because I still feel uncomfortable talking about it and I and it's like maybe if I still feel uncomfortable talking about it, regardless of the amount of shows that I've done, then I'm sure there's so many other people out there who are still in the same position as me, who still struggle to speak about this topic.
0: And this is why I, th- I thought it's important to speak about yeah. it, because, uh, you know, it is a huge issue. Um, is, yeah. A lot of people have this identity crisis. Uh, I always say, you know, some people are one person in, in the normal school, college life or university. And then at home, they're a different person. And at university, they're a different person. They, they end up being and they have different identities. And this could lead to uh, mental health issues. It could lead to depression. And uh, why I speak about it, because I feel maybe just people hearing you speak about it. Maybe it will help them. This is the whole point I feel of progeny. It's just to try and help people. And and I want to ask, you know, again, sorry, I I know you don't like to speak about, how do you manage to keep yourself in the right uh, mental health state?
1: well yeah that's one that's a good question it's a a lot of different ways really um so faith plays a part in in this obviously i wouldn't say i'm the most faithful person but there'll be certain things and having a close relationship with god whereby it doesn't have to be ritualistically so it doesn't have to be in this in the ways the conventional ways that you know but it's just speaking to god like speaking um like just literally opening up your chest to him whether it's through Dua, whether it's through salah whatever it is but having that relationship where you can like really speak to god and really try and understand what your what your situation is as well as self-awareness and like for me that's a massive thing self-awareness it's speaking to yourself and trying to put into context almost like what you'd learn at cbt which is cognitive behavioral therapy i've done that before and it really did help in terms of like putting your life into perspective and trying to understand like what is it that's worrying you first of all like let's break that down and breaking everything in your life down into small bite-sized pieces of information that makes it manageable for you to think about so if for example you're worried about let's just say i've got a production tomorrow and i'm worried it might not go to plan and that you know that's playing on my mind i'm feeling really down about it i have to think have what have i done what have i not done um what you know how can i maneuver out of the worry and the cloud in my brain at the moment and if it means just telling myself look don't worry because you've done this don't worry this part is, you've only got this like if i've if i've broken it down and simplified it for myself it just makes it easier for me to then be able to manage in my head um so that's just an example that's a work-related example but it could be a lot more you know dire for some people in terms of what mm. the topic is it could be more serious but just just being able to question all your thoughts really through cbt i think that's that's a good way of of managing it and that's kind of the way that i've gone about things so yeah
0: well inshallah uh, it helps pe- people and um, you know with the month of ramadan here I, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you, your, your first point was trying to be more faithful and trying to open your heart to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah. and I, I feel maybe the holy month of ramadan is that time and of course if it, it does get more serious then obviously i you know seek the right um the right methods the right ways and even yeah. if it means that you have to speak to people about it yeah and speak and to your gp yeah <laughs> you speak have to, to your yeah, gp otherwise yeah. you know it, you don't want to reach that stage where that's some allah you start ending uh, up um, having these thoughts that could obviously lead you to something more harming to yourself yeah um and this is why i speak about and i'm going to move on because i feel you don't want to speak about anymore (laughs) um you you you've been um heavily involved in what i have said uh is one of the best actually i've said it's the the best or the biggest maybe i should say the best Not. maybe I, i would pick one of my documentaries as the best the biggest uh production in The shia muslim world Mm. i've had and someone might say you know what are you talking about i've had alhamdulillah 12 to 13 years of experience in uh, islamic media Uh, i would like to think of myself as someone that's got a good experience Um, and i've worked on different documentaries in different countries and i've been involved in different documentaries all over the world all the way from america canada and all the way to, to even some parts of South America, um, parts of uh, the, um, India, Iraq, Europe. By far, this was the biggest Shia production I have seen. Uh, and that's the Shia voice. Uh, and you were the producer of that show. Um, how was that experience?
1: It was amazing. It was actually amazing. I think hats off to everyone who's been involved, every single person, because it took a massive... I want
0: to actually hear people's feedback on this. So in the comments section, please, I want to know. I'm sure you've seen some parts of the episode. So I want to hear what people think, inshallah, of, of, of the Shia voice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so people have seen it by now, and the response has been amazing from, you know, people outside. Like, people have reached out online. They've said, you know, this is fantastic. But... Again, I'd like to say hats off to every single person involved. And I I hate like you know being um, spoken to about this project because it's not something I've done on my own. Like usually with production, it's something that you know you kind of take care of on your own. But there's been so many amazing people behind the scenes, like there so has. many a massive, massive team. Um, I don't know if I should mention any names. Just if you want to. So we've got the whole of the Mahsaen TV crew. Um, <laughs> we've got all the volunteers that that helped out yourself as well, um, and the judges have been absolutely amazing to work with. So, yeah, it's been a fantastic journey, honestly. I, I,
0: obviously, I attended at the time as well, and I've seen um, the, the episodes that I've already aired. Um, and again, it was like, I remember it was like from 6 p.m. all the way close to 11 p.m. So yeah. it's like close to five hours of filming just on set. Yeah, not including
1: filming, yeah. Yeah,
0: not including, obviously, the backstage stuff that exactly, we had. yeah. We had, I don't know how many camera the crew was it was, was was a big crew and that's why i said it's one of the biggest CR yeah, productions yeah. i've seen while you were doing this while you were in the middle of uh, this production i'm not again i'm not talking about pre-production because pre-production yeah. has been months and months of yeah exactly of, yeah. Of, of, of of meetings and trying to make sure the judges are are there you know this f- this plan came about like i first heard about this plan if i'm not mistaken last year just after Shah Ramadan so it's literally been one year in the
1: making yeah. in the
0: making and then this year obviously um, while you were filming how how did it feel I mean how was that because it was it, very different from any normal production it
1: was if, it actually felt surreal because partly you're in 10 the, nights <laughs> yeah no partly you're in the audience so you're actually enjoying it as much as the audience is enjoying it and then then you have another hat on obviously because um, we, ha- we were on like a couple of different lines so obviously you have your um you've got your outside production because we had outside production happening um and they were interviewing all the candidates before they were coming on but after they were coming off with their families and the green screen etc all of that was happening and that was something that we needed to manage whilst we're actually filming inside the theater so that's something that was being done throughout the whole show
0: mm-hmm. all
1: the time like from the beginning till the end and even before the show started actually we were conducting some interviews Then you've got your runners that are inside. Then you've got your reception area downstairs. Then you've got your media team. Then you've got your judges. Then you've got your presenters. And they're all different teams that you have to manage. Mm. Um, So you've got all these different hats on, but at the same time, you're just un- you're just enjoying the experience, you're enjoying the performances, but you just have to al- almost remember, like, oh, God, that, that, that performance is about to finish. I have to speak to, like, Ali Fawad. I have to speak to outside, like, is Mohammed Fahad ready? Like, is he going to, like, you know... And then I'm looking at, like, MSA on the side and, like, making sure, like, you know, he's okay with everything that's happening and it's just... The whole thing was just surreal, honestly. I
0: agree. You, I mean, obviously, I was involved during the, the, the production itself, but usually during... Um, any production that I do I'm not really enjoying it that much I mean I'm yeah. just focusing on the work I'm not saying that I don't enjoy the production but I'm saying yeah. my focus is that hat that you're talking about is usually get your job done and exactly. and you know obviously a lot of people don't know about about the issues maybe did you face any issues did, it, did the show actually exceed your expectation or?
1: It, it definitely exceeded my expectations in terms of especially what it looked like etc but the lead up to it i was almost like is this gonna happen is it gonna happen like what if it happens what was the not?
0: biggest issue i think the judge that the fourth judge was the
1: we were struggling to find judges that we thought would would work well together yeah, because the, getting people is easy right yeah, but it's yeah. about the chemistry and getting the chemistry right do you think
0: it worked the four judges
1: I, yeah definitely definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. It, was, it was amazing but yeah like during also during the shows we faced a number of issues obviously some people can't take criticism and then you how had, many fights did you have Oh good. <laughs> well <laughs> let's not mention some of the fights <laughs> I've got some so backstage, a few with backstage <laughs> yeah but we had also contestants who um they weren't happy with the criticism obviously so we had to deal with that as well um mm. them not wanting um to air their footage all those kind of issues arise and they're not issues that we had almost foreseen let's just say not that we didn't foresee any issues were going to come up but not in the way that that they did um but generally i'd say honestly the whole thing was surreal like before it even whilst we were filming i'm like i don't want this to be over like i know we've got like another another couple of episodes to go but it feels like it's finishing and i don't want it to finish because it was absolutely fantastic
0: i think um it was the 11th like after we finished the 10 the 10 nights of filming yeah on the eleventh day, everyone was lost because everyone wanted to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about the guys backstage who actually had to go and pack up. That was must must have been really difficult. And yeah. I, someone, some again, I'll say it. Someone was like, "This is like ten nights of Muharram that we've just had because we were listening to." A lecture and we majadis, were listening those, to a yeah, majlis
1: yeah definitely every day was almost every day was an was an ongoing majlis let's just say because you had yeah, quran, quran and a lecture and you had um Nadom, and and Nadom, Nadom, exactly. poetry definitely yeah
0: a lot of people i mean again i haven't seen any uh, any bad negative uh comments on the shia voice after it had. But as it was being filmed, because obviously a lot of people, uh, I'm sure they know, but this production took place back in February, yeah, and then obviously it's airing now in April, which is very, which is also all. This is very, you know, this is why it was very sort of, um, is it going to happen or not? Because usually you'd have to film at least three months, I'd say, before to make sure you. And this is shout out to the to the to the uh, yeah, literally the editing team. Because they're (laughs) literally working.
1: Their socks off. <laughs> their socks off. Just to get this done. Close to
0: twenty four hours a day just to make sure that the episodes come out on time because cutting down ten hours into I don't know an I hour and a half or so. Oh god knows how
1: probably many hours? More. Like, oh, a thousand hours probably. Yeah. yeah. No,
0: I mean per episode. Per episode, yeah. Per episode you're looking at ten to fifteen hours. And
1: uh, multiple cameras. And
0: multiple cameras. So I don't know, eight cameras? How many cameras do no. we have? Twelve? 15. No, fifteen cameras. No,
1: no, way more than fifteen. Yeah. I, no, so we're talking like twenty one cameras. Hours each. So yeah. twenty
0: times five, and and obviously trying to cut that down is is difficult. And al- alhamdulillah that now it's airing. Not so much negative because now I think people have seen it. They said, okay, this this is actually a show where we're giving our youth an opportunity where they don't get at the mosque. Let's yeah. be honest with each other at certain centers it's the same reciter the same lecturer the same not yeah. saying it's bad but these guys are, are sort of neglected and now alhamdulillah we've we've given them an opportunity but how did you deal with, with, with the negative or even sometimes hatred comments um,
1: I think it's just it's always um, important to try and Listen to the person who's well, giving that hate. I think, or in, in our um, case, it was more through email. It was more like formal rather than informal. Um, listen, so the formal
0: stuff you listen to. The form-
1: yeah, the formal stuff you listen to. Obviously, if someone's um, emailing you to address a complaint, you have to you have to listen to that complaint. That's criticism. See, that's and, criticism, that, yeah. etc. Online is a different ball game, and then, then that's when I'll throw it back in your court and ask you, how do you deal with that? Because I know you probably face a lot of like um, harsh criticism as well.
0: Um I this, think I think you, I think I think I think again you mentioned it. if it's if it's if it's uh, constructive criticism you
1: will take it on board. I'll take
0: it on board. Yeah. And I I, I I a lot of the times I do this, uh and I haven't said this to anyone. Um I listen to my own lectures as soon as I finish the lecture, especially in Muharram. Okay. So Muharram, the ten nights after yep. I finished my lecture, and i sometimes I'll visit another Majlis, I'll go back home. I'll put my headphones on and uh, if, if it's on the YouTube or on, on the channel, wherever it's on, I'll, I'll get the lecture and I'll listen to it and I'll have a uh, my phone sometimes and sometimes even a pen and paper and I'll take notes on, oh, why did I say this? Why did I say that? And and even the guys with me. So for example, Hassan. last year Muharram, I spoke to, I would speak to Haidar who's part of the committee, Sayyid Hassan Nawab and uh, Mullah Ali and I'd, I'd say, well, what do you think? And they, especially uh, Haider, would give me really good constructive criticism and feedback on the lecture. And I take that on board and I want that. It's hatred mm-hmm. that I have a problem with. It's people that are sending la'nat on me, are cursing yeah. me. Yeah. It's people that are cursing my dad or my mom. Or again, I, I could go into my DMs on my Instagram or social mm. media about people because of an event that took place Uh, last month the gala dinner yeah people cussing me my dad my mom saying i'm i'm from the lineage of i don't know shimmer or yazi and obviously that has an effect on me as someone that has to read that it's not it's not but again I, i i try to ignore but at the same time i i've now come to the realization that alhamdulillah i've had Again, I I don't mention. I, I'm proud of this. That I've had so many years of experience of Islamic media. Alhamdulillah, I've done simple, very simple Hauza education. Alhamdulillah, I come from a good family, a good father and a good mother who have taught me the what I know, the essentials of Islam. I've got great people around me, the people here in this room, as well as the people at the Imam Hussein TV, as well as my friends, and I've got good good circle of friends around me. I don't need you to tell me with all due respect to whoever you are. You're just someone that's a a troll on on Instagram. The worst ones are the ones that, again, I'm, I'm not against. I don't want this to be taken the wrong way. But someone without a hijab as their display picture, and they've got music all over their profile, telling me that what I did at the gala dinner by raising money for a channel that you and your families benefit from, that you during COVID, you all turned to Imam Hussein TV to listen to our lectures. You during the last 12 years have been watching my documentaries. You've been learning what you know about Islam, whether it's from India, or it's from Iraq. You, I, I put myself on the line when I went to parts of Iraq where ISIS had literally been there a few days ago. You're telling me about my faith and my religion when you've been getting all this these these videos and these documentaries and these shows, and because of, I think again, it's
1: important I'm, to remember that I'm going to lose it. No, it's simple, <laughs> I think it's important to remember that. Don't forget the prophet and the holy uh, household. That's what always keeps me face going. criticism. No, 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 Criticism Not is good. Not just criticism, but criticism they had the prophet had people who threw rubbish.
0: Yeah, yeah. P- at people him, throwing right? rubbish at him. And again, we 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 obviously have to try and look past. And I've never responded to anyone yeah. in, in the same way. And sometimes even the ones that I, I personally know or I know they've been following my work and they've now come and attacked me, God's my witness. I've responded by saying, you know what? This is what we actually what actually happened. Whether it's this particular event or others because it's not the first time I've we've faced yep. criticism, but again, criticism or hatred, I should say. But I'll usually respond by saying, you know, um, I think you've misunderstood. If I have made a mistake, may Allah guide me. And if you have, and it, it always reminds me of that person that came to Imam al Baqar and cussed his mom and uh, said something really uh, um, bad about his mo- mother. And then the Imam said, uh, If what you say is correct, then may Allah forgive my mother. And if what you say is not correct, may Allah forgive you. And this is what, this is the clear line that I, I if, if what you say is correct, may Allah forgive me. I messed up May Allah forgive me You know But if you're And even if you're messing up I Because I I say this again And I've heard other uh, Senior scholars That have said this You know If you've got the love Of Amir al-Mu'minin Ali ibn Abi Talib If you're a Shia Then you know what I forgive you Because you're a Shia And you should I should expect the same from you Because I'm someone who Is a Shia So you should forgive me If I've obviously Wronged
1: The lesson here is definitely Love and forgiveness Goes a long way (laughs) and it's, <laughs> love and forgiveness goes a long way and it's definitely 100%. something that we need to really do more of in our community we're so quick to criticize and quick to bring people down without understanding them without trying to love them without trying to appreciate the work that goes in
0: that's that's the thing it's appreciating the work you know even um, my days with Ahl Bayt TV uh, who, uh, you know the, the team then was an amazing team um, and I loved it working with the with that with, the, with that team um I saw the, the the blood sweat and tears that goes into uh the, the the filming the productions that were that were taking place you know these young men and women would work long hours to serve this beautiful religion um And a lot of people, know, this is why I asked you, know how many hours goes into a certain production? A lot of people don't know this.
1: I think it's important to also mention here that sometimes you do more hours than you're actually supposed to be doing and you don't get paid for those hours. They're hours of your time of your life that you're never going to get back. But the reason you're putting in all those extra hours is because of your love for the Ahlul Bayt.
0: Yeah, hundred. it's the love. And sometimes even seeing the change in community or seeing the change in one member, you know, I, I'm sure you have come across a lot of people that have come to you personally. I've said that show changed my life, yeah. or this lecture, or this production, or this documentary. You know, yeah, or just changed or, my life. Or
1: simply when they're like, "Thank you." I, I needed to hear that. Yeah. It's just a simple thank you. That that honestly makes my day. I'm just like, 100. That was worth it. That yeah. show was worth it. All that time, all that effort. No matter, even if we got criticism, it's okay. Yeah, it's it was okay. worth even it. Even if
0: I'm on like 15 grand a it's okay. <laughs> okay as, as long as as long as as long as there is change and i mean that you know um sometimes uh again i don't i'll be i'll, I'll share this sometimes some family members would say why are you still in this you know yeah. in this field when you could go into your own field where you study and time. you and you go, you'll probably get paid and i say you know what it's that change in people that i that i that i, that I see that i can say you know what i've made it ch- it's the legacy you know i attended a a funeral of uh, brother Fadl Hussain a couple of weeks back or two two months back or a month back. And um, I saw so many people come and I didn't know him personally. I've met him, but I didn't know him. I didn't have a personal relationship with him. And I said, wow, you know, a lot of people that were there had not known. But they said, you know, this guy, he done something for the community. I actually worked
1: with him and he done so much community work. All that giving back, all that time, all that dedication that he dedicated of his life it people don't forget that
0: and I think I think that's what that's what for me um keeps me going again <coughs> the people that criticize I i i, I enjoy that I, I i take it on board feedback I take that on board constructive yeah. criticism
1: and like you said this is a, this is a legacy right it's all at mm. the end of the day when we leave this this world we've left something behind I hope so I hope so, too.
0: I hope so. Um, coming back to the, the, the Shia voice, the final's coming up. It is. Um, if you haven't got your tickets, make sure you get your tickets. What are you looking forward to the final?
1: I don't know who's going to win. Honestly, there's some amazing talent out there, and I cannot put my finger on it. So <coughs> I'm excited to see who's going to be the next Shia voice.
0: Do you think this um, this show can, can, with every production, we, we when, whenever we work together as well we would we, we do meetings about the production and how we can improve this production this production is so good again on top of my head i can't think but do you i'm sure there are ways do you think we can improve on what we've seen
1: we can and there's always room for improvement because the worst
0: thing is to to have such a come up yeah, it's amazing show and then the next season's something not as good as this so how can this show improve
1: it can always be bigger and better definitely so we can always be in a bigger hall more people get involved um we can have more famous people i say no i don't know about famous people but Mm. more servants of the elevate like take Mm. part in the show and actually um perform perhaps there's lots of ways for improvement but i guess once we've um aired all the episodes and heard what people have to say that's probably when we can do a lot more reflecting
0: have you had like an um like a I have many, but have you had any ideas of any productions or any shows that you really wanted to do, but for some reason you haven't had the opportunity to work on?
1: I have. Um, I don't actually want to share the ideas on, you know, here right now, but there's definitely give us a clue. No, no, no. I won't steal it. I promise. <laughs> um, I've definitely wanted to expose, um, like celebrities, like Western celebrities, to Imam okay. Hussein. Um, so I've had that kind of idea, like. Um, and, and things in line with that. But people don't realise that the amount of funding that is required from organisations like the ones we work for in order to get productions like this um, out of the way. And I'd, I'd like to take this moment to actually mention that Imam Hussain TV, who did the Shia voice, they're not getting anything back, by the way. They're not getting anything in return for doing this show. This show... Is putting people on a map. It's putting people out there. It's giving people opportunity. And we are rewarding people, which, by the way, people criticize us for. But, again, mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't talk about criticism. Where, we, you know, we've done all of this for other people. And the, the channel's actually not getting anything back. They're not getting the financial rewards back from doing this show. Um, and what people don't realize is, <coughs> by not supporting and not funding these organizations, we cannot produce... The shows that we want to produce whether it's a shia voice or anything like it or anything better so i really hope that anyone who's listening can r- just take the time out to just appreciate the amount of effort and time and and costs that are involved in the work that we do
0: your experience working with islamic channels um, would you consider working with non-islamic channels or in the future have you ever thought about that like have you ever because you've got now yeah. good media product uh, media experience have yeah. you thought about maybe going ha- to, to be more honest, mainstream
1: um i have to be honest but i just feel like it's not as rewarding because you're going to be serving a very mainstream audience and what sir what purpose does that serve at least what we do, we we have a purpose for what we do. We know who we're serving.
0: Again, I'm, for argument's sake, don't you think that you know, for example, these shows that are, that we're doing, a lot of people might, or some people, not a lot. some people might say, you know, you're just these shows you're doing for Shia's. You're not really doing much tabliq. Why not go, get into mainstream mm. um, and you know push for your ideas and your topics into mainstream?
1: Yeah, but I feel like. Going into mainstream, whichever organisation that you're going to work for will always have an agenda, and that agenda is not going to be in line with our agenda. And you say that perhaps our um production is aimed at Shia's only, but I'd actually say that's where where it, that's that's not actually true because mm. in the Shia voice, we actually had non-Muslims who were interested. They heard about yeah. the show, they decided to be part of the audience. And my daughter, she brought an, an English friend with her actually, who absolutely enjoyed the performance. Yeah. So really, we can appeal to the wider audience through our production. And it's just a shame. If we can serve our own community, why not continue doing that? Yes, from a financial perspective, it's not always ideal. But the reward is a lot bigger.
0: It's the month of giving, uh, the, the, the holy month of Ramadan. And I encourage all to try and give as much sadaqa as possible uh, and not lose change rather than give from, as the Quran says, Give from that which you love. Uh, and I always say, don't give loose change. Actually give. And of course, the the during this month, any good deed is multiplied uh, because of the barakah of this holy month. And I'd encourage all to give to orphans, to give to um, the needy. Um, many charities, alhamdulillah, we have... Um, May Allah bless all of them. they're doing all great work. You mentioned you know people need the funding that goes into these channels yeah. is, is is quite a lot. How important is it for people to actually fund Islamic channels again not no particular channel mm. all our, our channels are, are doing well um, How important is it um, that all people you know also add a sort of on their agenda or on their list of donations Islamic media?
1: So I think it's important to bear in mind that there are people (coughs) who live in remote parts of the world
0: Mm. and don't
1: have access to communities, don't have access to mosques, don't have access to what we are fortunate enough to have in, in England, in London, right? So it's those people who really benefit from the work that we do. And as you mentioned previously, in during the, the during covid where people try to turn to like you know th- there's no mosques to go to right they turn to these channels they turn to these channels to get that spirituality that they crave for in certain periods in, in the year so during haram during ramadan and when we really you know want to reconnect with our faith so i just envisage that in in the future when things you know if if we ever do have something similar to what we've been through, and, and God has taught us a lesson now, like I'll I'll put your whole life on pause, okay, mm. when I want to, if I want to, mm. and it can happen. Where are people going to go to if they can't access mosques, or when people feel like so unsociable that they don't want to go to the mosque, they don't feel like they fit in, or they don't have any friends, they're too it's too awkward mm. for them. Where can they turn to for religious programming? It's these channels that they can turn to. That's the importance of them or for people who have disabilities, people who can't access the mosque for mm. whatever reason. Mm. It's those people that we're serving.
0: Definitely. I, there, there's many more reasons. Exactly. There's a lot of people that are living in remote areas. That, the, the, the channel, or whichever channel, again, it may be, is the, sort of their source for, for religion. I know some um, some centres, and I've seen photos of this, and videos where they, they'd actually get together and put a projector up and then put the channel live and yeah. watch a lecture because they don't have a, a speaker or a Mawlana or, or a scholar to actually give the lectures during, for example, the months of um, Ramadan and Maharam. So I'd encourage, obviously, um, donations as well as the the charities that are doing great work for, for the needy people around the world to also look and uh, support um, Islamic uh, media platforms um, Including uh, the ones that are uh, airing from the UK, uh, and Inshallah, I would also encourage people to actually step forward and give time, because you mentioned the volunteers at, uh, at the Shiaal Voice. How many volunteers did you have? Oh, you had so to manage many. them as well, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, so many. I can't even remember. I can't even count.
0: So, 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 like, so yeah, even that, 20, even that is useful. Twenty, I think. Even, 20, yeah. even people giving up maybe time.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And it could be whatever int- you know, I, whatever interest you have. It doesn't have to be maybe in the technical part of of of, of the production. It can be maybe research. Yeah, it be you could be someone that wants to present on TV. You could be someone that has got a good voice for voiceovers. You know, instead of us going paying someone on Fiverr, uh, you could be someone that's good wants to learn about cameras. And and this is again, this is something that I I've seen wherever I've worked. It's a it's usually a young team. That has um, basic skills, and they develop their skills, and then they become professionals, and they they teach they, they teach the younger, the younger yeah. cousins yeah. or it's usually cousins or brothers, and then before you know, Alhamdulillah, we have we have it's literally becomes a family. Um, so if, if you can if you can give up time, I think with 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 with, with, um, with that, like for example, even this this podcast, shout uh, out to 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 two of the the most humble. Guys, I know, and I mean that not because they're sitting in the room with me. Say, Mushtaba and uh, Amir Raza, they're they're amazing. They're gems of the community that I agree are behind that. the camera, and my face shows on the camera, and it's it's there. It's there to uh, faces that should get the credit for for the progeny, because the progeny they do are of their own. Uh, they volunteer for this. Also, they don't get paid for this. They do this because they have uh, a passion. They hope to get paid for it. So if anyone wants to sponsor, <laughs> we've, we've asked if anyone wants to sponsor prejudice, please come forward. Um, um, and they do this because they've seen that people, there's a need for it. There's, there's, a, there's a need for this podcast, which is a sort of hopefully a call as well as a religious podcast that w- that we don't have. So shout out to, to Sayyid Mushtaba and Emil uh, Rizza for, the, for their great work. And of course to you, Maryam, but before um, I wanted to ask you, where do you see yourself in the in the future
1: I would like to do two things um I'd like to train up like you said younger people and I amazing and I'd like to say that if there's anyone out there who wants to get into production just just literally message me, DM me on Instagram if you have to, and I will happily take you on board and teach you everything that you need to learn about production. And the second thing is, I really want to write a book. I really yeah, you want, told me you want to yeah, write a book. I do, I do. I didn't
0: know you're a writer, but you obviously you do the writing for the for I do the production. So as the, as yeah, yeah, but
1: I really, really do. So
0: what's the scripts.
1: book on? I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> okay, we're gonna steal your idea. I'll keep you in suspense.
0: Okay, well, we we, we wish you all the best with Thank that. You so Inshallah, much. you 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 find the time thank you uh, yeah inshallah you you're, you're a mother um, and you're a producer, and you, you. We haven't even spoken about uh, who's ev- saying who no. <laughs> yeah. and, the, and the community work that you do, yeah. as well as the, the the events that you do. Yeah. Because you're involved in uh, in uh, events management for, last, management, stuff, yeah. management for the You'll last conference management conference for the last ten years. <laughs> um. But thank you for your time. Thank you so much. We, for having we me. hope that you have a great month of you too Ramadan. Ramadan Mubarak to
1: everyone.
0: To everyone, Inshallah, and hopefully you can keep us in your duas.